You're listening to episode 138 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. It's Emily here. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the weight of expectations and attaching to outcomes. Kind of sounds like a mouthful, <laughs> but this is something that's been on my mind a lot lately. And I've been talking to a lot of people who have been dealing with the same thing as, as well. A lot of friends and, and stuff like that, both in personal relationships and um, business. There's so many different areas of our life where this can come up. Things like business or business relationships, romantic relationships, personal relationships or friendships, uh, making up stories of how a certain situation is going to go for it, even just something as simple as, you know, an evening out with friends or a job interview, uh, an upcoming trip, maybe where you've planned out every single detail and figured out exactly how we believe it's going to go. We've all done this and we all have a tendency to do it regularly. And the problem is that the weight of expectations can crush relationships, businesses, and self-confidence. It can absolutely crush them. And I'm going to break this apart into a couple different areas. So I'm going to start with, with relationships first, both business and personal. And how this can kind of have a really negative effect on us and, and what it can actually look like, the different types of, of forms that, that it can take. It, the problem is, is when we go in with the expectation of wanting something from somebody as opposed to simply connecting to. This tends to be especially true, I find, in business, but it can definitely still happen in personal relationships as well. And this can also tend to be uh, a little bit earlier in a relationship. For example, maybe you just met someone or something like that, but that can tend to come out earlier on. Not always, though. It, it can vary. The problem is, is when we are making up stories. We're making up stories. We're writing these these big elaborate stories in our heads about how an interaction is going to go or where a relationship is going to go, where, where um, meeting someone new is going to go. We have to just be, to be present and to be aware of when you start falling into these types of stories that can be traps because they set us up for failure because we're inevitably disappointed when they don't come true exactly as we imagined them to be. And a totally sort of different example of this in terms of uh, expectations and, and relationships and, and uh, outcomes is I recently connected with someone um, in person and immediately a mutual acquaintance of ours was standing nearby, jumped in and started saying that, that this, this new acquaintance of mine should be on my podcast and pushing it really hard, like being, being very insistent about it. And this individual met, went, meant really well, but I was incredibly irritated <laughs> because I was just 
having an interaction with this person, I hadn't attached any expectations or outcomes to it, but this other person had, this, this other mutual friend of each of ours. And it put pressure on the other person. It put pressure on me. It wasn't even necessarily going to be a, a good fit for the podcast. And I simply just wanted to get to know the other person. I didn't have any expectations of anything going into the interaction other than a pleasant conversation and perhaps a friend. And to me, it felt like the weight of someone else's expectations weighing down not only me and this new friend, but also giving the impression that I had expectations I actually didn't even have. And there are countless other examples of this, especially with things like dating. I've talked to so many friends who've had this exact same experience when it comes to their dating life. You know, you meet with someone, start seeing somebody, feel a really great connection, and we then immediately start writing the stories in our heads about how things will play out. And it's almost automatic. But that's where the awareness piece has to come in because when we can start catching ourselves in that, we can start to kind of cut it off. And I'm going to give you some more tips later on about how to sort of change this and to shift how this ends up going in your head. But the weight of expectation is, is just, it is crushing. And the, we end up not appreciating the beautiful things that can come out of an interaction, an experience, or a relationship because we're too tied up in the what should have beens. If only this went differently, then our fantasy story would have been fulfilled magically. <laughs> but would it really though? <laughs> like this is the problem. <laughs> not only that, but this is a really prime example of miscommunication too. Because we're expecting someone else to know and follow the exact same steps that we've laid out in our own heads about how our mutual relationship is going to go, which is totally unrealistic. And then we miss out on the experience in the present or the lessons that can maybe come from it or, or be pulled from it if things don't go the way we wanted them to go. It's often why we don't feel happy or successful because we have this expectation that we so-called should be farther along or in a different place in life. How many, how many of us have felt that way? I have absolutely felt that way. You know, it's, we tend to also associate it, I think, with, um, with certain ages as well, a certain age in life. Everyone sort of seems to have this like scary number of, that they turn <laughs> where often it's like 30 or maybe even 40. And we think, okay, you know, by this age, I'm going to have this, 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 and this, and this done. And I'm going to be at this place in life and it's going to be amazing. And then that time in our life comes and things look very different than what we thought it would. And not even necessarily in a bad way at all. But if it's different than the expectation that we had and the outcome that we thought that we were going to achieve by that particular arbitrary number that we pulled out of a hat in terms of our age, then it's no wonder we're unhappy and thrown off and go through a sort of uh, so-called midlife crisis or, or quarter-life crisis, depending on whatever number you've picked. Because we've, we've put so much of ourselves into that expectation that we have, that when it doesn't happen and it doesn't come true, we are beside ourselves and we feel lost and we don't know what to do and we don't feel successful, we don't feel happy, we don't feel any of those things, when there can be so many other amazing things that are going on that we're just completely skipping over because we're too busy fixating on a fantasy. 
And when we fixate on, on a particular outcome, it doesn't leave any room or space for anything else to enter either. Anything less than that outcome will make us unhappy. And often when it comes to sort of like the feeling happy or successful, we are also really buying into the societal expectations that are given to us as well about what happiness and success should actually look like. I'm reading uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell right now. And I've read it before, but I'm rereading it. And it's really reminding me of this, this, this sort of uh, societal definition of success. And that there are all kinds of different ways to get to a different version of success and that everyone's version of success is and should look different from somebody else's. Another example of this was ending my relationship. And I'm sure anyone who's ever entered any relationship can relate to this on a deep level because we don't enter serious long-term relationships with the expectation that it's going to end. We, we don't want that. That's not the, the outcome that we're attaching to. We're generally attaching to an outcome that this is going to last for a very long time. It's going to be a happy, fulfilling partnership. And partly, I mean, there are many reasons why ending my, my long-term relationship was uh, so painful. You can uh, reference episode 117 if you want to hear more about that, um, about the nine-year affair. But it, part of Part of the reason why it was so painful was because I had a very different outcome in my mind as to how that relationship not only was going to go, but <laughs> how it was going. <laughs> and that's a little bit of a different conversation, but many people have asked me how I've been able to move past so much of that relationship the way that I have. And certainly there are still aspects of it that I'm still working through, but part of the reason why I, I've been able to sort of accelerate it, I feel like a little bit, accelerate that healing process, was releasing the attachment I had to the outcome that we would marry or be together forever, have children together, all of those things. I found ways to, to move on from that and to move away from that expectation that I had in my head. And when I released that attachment and I realized that a different outcome in my own life and moving in a new direction wasn't a bad thing, and it was actually incredibly positive, it allowed me to move much closer to acceptance and moving on. And this can go both ways too, because sometimes we have attachment to positive outcomes, sometimes we have attachment to negative outcomes. And this isn't necessarily about our relationships, but this can certainly apply to relationships as well. We can end up being taking a much more pessimistic view of things as well that you know so and so is is just out to get me or this uh this relationship is never going to work out for xyz reason uh, there, there's so many different ways that this attachment can go and listen attachment is normal it's healthy it's human it, it's a good thing but having awareness around attaching to the stories we've invented in our heads too much is really where a lot of our own pain can come from. We, we create our own pain and issues because we're so attached to an outcome that isn't necessarily going to happen. And we've written it for ourselves so far in advance and written it in, in stone practically in our own heads that then when it doesn't come true, we, we don't know what to do. We're completely thrown off course. The next time you catch yourself getting caught in a story, and you 
are, are creating an expectation. You're attaching to an outcome. Ask yourself, is this story you're rapidly creating for yourself a guarantee? Is it 100% accurate and true? And what do you know for sure? What, what are the cold, hard facts? And it doesn't mean that you can't, you can't daydream. You can't come up with ideas about how things might be, but just not attaching to them quite so hard. And this is absolutely a practice. Trust me, this is like easier said than done in a lot of ways. And this is something that's going to take time and effort and awareness to actually cultivate. But the weight of, of the expectations, when we put too much pressure on a connection or a relationship as a result of the stories we're making up in our own heads, it doesn't leave the space for anything else to, to come out of the experience or the interaction. And the weight of those expectations can suffocate other potential outcomes and become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, especially if we're expect expecting the worst of someone too. We hold too tightly to certain things when we've created this, this outcome in our heads. And it's like depriving a flame of oxygen. It's just going to burn out. When it comes to things like relationships too, again, and I'm talking business or personal, this can absolutely apply just as much with business relationships as personal ones. People can smell desperation and attaching too hard to outcomes in that way comes across as uh, not only the, the desperate part, but presumptuous sometimes as well. And when we're gripping so tightly to that potential outcome, it's impossible to see other opportunities right under our noses. We have blinders on and we miss other opportunities that could be even better, other possibilities that could be incredible for us. One example of that could be something like a job interview. You know, maybe we, we land this, this job interview that is really amazing and it's, it just seems like, like the perfect fit and we're so stressed about it and we're, we're focusing on it and, and then we're, we're building this outcome in our heads about, you know, when we get that call about the job that's come through, you know, I'm, I'm going to do all of these things and this is how things are going to go that we might be missing or, or, or turning down other potential opportunities that could be even an even better fit for us that are right around the corner. There are a few, a, a couple different things I want you to think about here. One is number one, cultivating abundance. Because we often will believe that this one option is the only possible one that will work for us. And we fall into that trap of scarcity mindset. So sometimes we have to accept that there's more than a handful of possibilities for you in life. And that each time one door closes, another one will open. And not fixating quite so hard to the idea that this one thing is the only thing. Because that's just not how life works too. And typically when something doesn't work out, we can often look back on those situations later on and point out that it's like that, that one moment where everything else started to fall into place. And it's a good idea sometimes to maybe keep some options open before you know the complete story and fully invest in that, that just one single outcome. Number two is to break apart the fear because there's a really big fear component to this. When we're so invested in one particular outcome or story we've created for ourselves, it can often be because we're afraid of other potential outcomes, things going wrong, you know, not happening the way we want them to, or, or how we would see them in, in our favor, in our own eyes. Take a look at the other side. 
I've talked about this a few times on the podcast before that it's not about being, you know, a, a pessimist or taking a negative view, but sometimes to take apart the fear, we have to look at the worst case scenario. So what if things did go wrong? What if your expectations weren't met? How would you deal with it? How would you manage? What if the story unfolds differently than the one in your head? Will you figure it out? Sometimes we have to look the fear straight in the face to take away some of the power that it holds over us. And you are so much more capable than you think you are. And if that one possibility, that one opportunity, that one thing that we've written an entire book in our heads about how it's going to play out doesn't work out, you will survive. You will figure it out. You're stronger than you think. And there are other things out there that might end up being even better for you. And number three is to focus on the present. So when you catch yourself starting to get really caught in the expectations, instead, what can you be excited about right now in this moment? Not 10 years into the future in this imaginary story that we've written for ourselves, but right now without any future stories or outcomes, just exactly as something is right this minute. If you can learn to be happy where you are, you're not going to be seeking things or people outside of yourself for a specific outcome in order to find happiness too. And it doesn't mean that you can't work towards more or want more, but appreciating where you're at right now is going to lead to greater happiness in life and release some of those expectations. And I have a little bonus tip for you. <laughs> have some compassion for yourself. If you've been falling into this trap of expectations and attaching to outcomes and you've been really hurt by it and it, it's really kind of burned you and you keep getting caught in it and, and you're getting stuck in this cycle, have some compassion and understanding because we're all human. We have all done this. We will all continue to do this, but maybe with a little bit more awareness around it, we can start to shift the patterns a little bit and to not hang on to them quite so tightly. Let me know how this resonated for you. I always love hearing from you. So give me a shout. You can send me an email at info at emilygoffcoaching.com or reach out to me on Instagram. I always love connecting over Instagram. I'm over at emilygoffcoach. And let me know how this sounds for you. Let me know how this feels for you. I'd love to hear more. And I'll be back on Thursday with an extra, extra special guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you.